Come on now, who's excited being in the house of the Lord this morning? Make a little bit of noise. You can be seated. Man, you could be seated. Look at the person beside. Say, you look good today. Tell them you look good today. Go ahead. It's all right. It's all right. Go back. Say, you don't look bad yourself. Come on. You don't look bad yourself. Right, right, right. Some flowers and chocolate would be great this weekend, right? Come on. Man, it's so good to see you guys. Uh, we want to welcome you to Better Life Church if it's your first time or first time in a long time. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us today. We also want to give a shout out to our Grayson campus. We love you guys. And I'm telling you what, God has done some amazing things in the last 12 months in Grayson. Go check out our annual report. You heard about that? It's what we did with all the finances and how we, your generosity changed the region. And obviously it's changing the world. I want to encourage you to go take a look at it. We love you, Grace. And also welcome everybody watching online. Do you guys know that almost every single week someone gives their life to Jesus by watching online? Do you know that? Is that not amazing? That is amazing. And uh, we want to welcome you also here at the Moorhead campus as well. We're in this relationship series called XO. And how do you, how do you win in your relationships? It may be a dating relationship. It may just be kind of just a friendship. Uh, it could be a marriage relationship. It's like, how do you win in all the relationships around you? And I'm going to tell you what, if you missed last Sunday, you missed one of the best messages I've ever heard in my life on dating, man. I'm telling you what, did not Pastor Jacob do an amazing job last week? Come on. He is so funny. I'm telling you what, I mean, I was just rolling. I was, I preached in uh, Corbin last week and I was watching it. And I'm telling you what, he's, he's amazing. Listen, Bear Life Church, we are blessed. I believe we have the best student pastor on the planet. Come on, man. He's the best on the planet. I love him. And that's what happens every Wednesday night when he preaches to our middle school, or high school students, and even our college night, he gets to speak into your life. And so if you're dating, you ever plan on dating or plan on dating again, please, I'm telling you, you got to go back and watch his message because I believe it's some of the best advice when it comes to dating uh, one another. You know, in this series, we want to give you a game plan. How do you win in your relationships, like in all types of relationships around you? And today what I want to do is I want to talk about the number one problem that I believe affects every single relationship that you will ever encounter. Now, that's a big statement, right? I mean, come on, because we all got different things. I believe the number one thing that will affect your relationship, whether you're married, whether you're dating, whether you're single and you just have friends, if it's a co-worker relationship, a boss relationship, a coach relationship, I'm about to tell you what I believe, one, from my personal experience, Two, from people I counsel and people come in for counseling. Here's what I believe is the number one problem in all your relationships. And you can probably guess it by looking up on stage, but it is the baggage that you carry. Look at the person beside say, you got some baggage. Tell them right now, you got some baggage. And here's the reality. We all do. We all have something in our backpack that we carry. We all have baggage that we carry around. Some of you right now, you're like in baggage denial. Like, I mean, you're like, okay, I know I've got baggage. It's just who I am. It's just my identity. I've always had it. I will always be this way. And it's always that. In fact, you cannot imagine life without your baggage because it's just there. Some of you know exactly what your baggage is in your life. And for some of you, you have a little bit of baggage, but come on, for a lot of us, oh my goodness, we have a lot of baggage, right? And we'll talk about some of the different baggage that we carry around with us. We, we look like this, right? We carry our, this baggage around and, and we don't know that this baggage is like destroying our lives. Like we don't know like this baggage is like ruining our relationships with the people around us. And so what happens is we just walk around like this going, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine, man. Like life good, you know, I'm good. Like you look good. 
want to go on a date? Don't look at my baggage, right? I mean, like life is good. And what happens is you carry this baggage around. You carry around at work to the people around you. You carry around to your friends, maybe in a locker room. It may be in your classroom. And you just carry this baggage around. And here's the thing. We all have it. But we don't see it. Like, we don't see what's in other people's baggage like because it's invisible to us. But could you imagine, right, you got all this baggage and, like, you're happy and you're excited and you meet the right one. And you're like, listen, you're awesome, you're cute, but listen, I'm not going to unpack my baggage. Like, no, 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 no. And what happens is you end up getting married, you got relationship problems, and it's because you never dealt with your baggage. And you think it's her. You think it's him. You think it's the situation, but the reality is, I'm telling you, the number one problem I see in marital counseling is people haven't unpacked their baggage. They haven't dealt with it, what's going to lie. When you see people dating, and, and, and you heard what Pastor Jacob said, if you can't break up well, then you probably shouldn't date. And he also said, if you're a middle schooler, you definitely should be dating, right? You know what I'm saying? And like, listen, I got all this baggage in my life. Maybe it's baggage from middle school. Who wants to go back there? Not me. Maybe it's baggage from high school. Maybe college. Maybe it's your first marriage. Maybe it was, maybe it's that, you know, second person you dated and you got this baggage and you're like carrying around and you're wondering why it affects you at work. And you don't even know that it affects you at work. You wonder why it affects you at home. And it's because you've not dealt with your baggage. You've not unpacked it to see what is going on in your life. And to be honest with you, when I gave my life to Jesus, this was me, full of baggage, full of baggage. And then I got married. And I sort of realized I've got this baggage in my relationships that I got to learn to deal with. What's all this baggage in my life? This was me. I gave my life to Jesus, right? I've been forgiven of my sins. I'm heaven bound. God loves me. His grace is new. His mercy is new every single day. Then why do I still have this baggage in my life that I'm carrying with me? How do I deal with it? How do I unpack it? And then little by little, God began to deal with the baggage in my life. I began to take the baggage. I'd unpack it. And then I would drop it. But I'm going to be very transparent with you. I still have stuff in my baggage. I still have stuff in my life. I preach up here every single Sunday. And guess what? You have no idea what's in my backpack. And I carry it around with me. And I'm going to be very honest with you. There's things in my life that I'm still working through. I'm still working through some of the baggage in my life. So what I'm going to talk to you today is how do you undo that? How do you unpack the baggage? How do, how do you work through this in your life? I'm not who I used to be, but I'm not who I'm going to be. He's still working on me. And little by little, I'm going to get this out of my backpack. I'm going to get this out so I could be completely free. I am free in Christ. But I choose, because it's my choice, not to deal with the baggage in my life. And so what are some of the baggage, if we had to walk through, what are some of the baggage that you carry with you into your relationships? Whether it's a friendship relationship. See, some of you, you can even keep close friends because of the baggage in your life. Is it your dating relationship? Some of you, you keep bouncing from boyfriend to boyfriend or girlfriend to girlfriend because you've not dealt with the baggage in your life. Some of you, it's even in your marriage and you think it's him, you think it's her, you think it's this. And the reality is you haven't unpacked it and you have not looked what is actually in your life. Because let me tell you something about baggage. It will destroy your life. It will destroy your relationship. It will depress you. It could derail your plans. Listen, it will distract you because you see it all the time and you know it's there. And you've not dealt with it. And let me tell you something else. It will deplete your walk with God. And you're wondering, what's the problem with you? Well, why is the people don't really like me? Why can't I keep a relationship? Why, why do my close friends always leave? It may be because you have not unpacked the baggage in your life. So what are some of the baggage? 
Now, there, this is not an exhaustive list. This is one I've seen in my own life, but also some I see when I counsel people. So what are some of the baggage that we carry around with us in our life? So if you're ready to get started, I say, let's go. Here's a big one. You asked for it. No particular order. But one of the big baggage that I see in people's life is financial baggage. They got this financial baggage that happened in their life. You know, the number one reason people write down the reason why they got divorced on divorce papers is because of finances. It's because of money. That's very important. So we need to talk about that. Every time the church wants to talk about money, people say, I can't believe we talk about money. It's not about money. We're trying to save your marriage. We're trying to help you in your relationships. But you know what? She said she didn't love you no more, and she walked out on you. Next thing you know, you went through a bitter divorce, and everything you had, now half of it's gone. And now you are forced to do this and that, and you, now both of you got financial hardship, financial issues because of that one moment right there. And guess what? You have financial baggage that you carry with you into the next relationship. For some of you, it was an unwanted medical bill. You had no idea. It blindsided you. Next thing you know, you got this medical bills. The next thing you got this baggage. And you're wondering from paycheck to paycheck, can I make that payment? Can I do it? And then the stress that you go through, make sure you have enough and have enough and your money's all the right place. Put strain on you. Watch this. Then put strain on your relationship. It put strain on your marriage. All because you don't know how to deal with the baggage. For some of you, you're going to get married. You're going to graduate college. You're going to get married. And you went to school and because you didn't know what you want to do with your life and you were kind of on the six, seven, eight year program. Can I get a witness? I was on the five. Hello, hello. And no master to show for it. Anyway, um, and you graduate college with $60,000 in student loan debt and you meet the one. And guess what? He did the same thing. Now he has $60,000 in student loan debt. And the moment that you said I do, guess who ends the relationship? Sally Mae. She's there. And now you've got $120,000 in debt. The number one reason for divorce is it's finances. And now you have medium okay jobs that really don't really make the bills, but this enough to pay the payments. And now you got $120,000, you're renting, you're leasing your vehicle. And next thing you know, you're wondering why marriage is tough in your first year and you got financial hardship. Why? Because you haven't dealt with the baggage and you're blinded to it and you don't want to deal with it. Folks, that's real. And that happens in everybody's in situations, certain situations like that in their life. They don't know how to deal with the baggage. And for some of you, it's just like frivolous spending, like dumb spending. You know what I'm saying? Like you just spent your money like, like dumb and you went in debt and you bought stuff you didn't need and to impress people that you don't even like. Can I get a witness? You know what I'm talking about? Like how many of you here, if you're married, you, you, you're a saver, but you married a spender. Come on, get your hand up, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? You did that. You know, how, how many of you, like you're a spender, but then you made a, married a, savior, a, a saver? Come on. Anybody? Anyway, I love about, about Pastor uh, Trevor. He, he, he's, a, he's one of the spenders in Hallie. His wife, she's the saver. And, you know, he, he'll find a guitar. He, he'll, he'll find something. He's like, he'll text me and say, he'll call, he calls me Bishop. He said, Bishop, you think I should give that? He knows I'm a spender. So what am I going to say? Yes, you need it. In the name of Jesus, receive it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you need that right now in your life. And then Hallie, she'll send me a text. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, it's so funny, right? Because you usually marry someone who's opposite of you when it comes to handing your money. However, it is a real thing that happens in your life and you've got to figure out how do I deal with the financial baggage? It can destroy your relationship. I don't know if you know this or not, but here at Better Life Church, we have trained financial coaches, completely confidential, who will sit down with you. Maybe you did go through the divorce. Maybe you do have some medical bills. Maybe you do have those student loans that come into and you wasn't thinking through about the student loans. So you maxed everything out so you can live what you want to do right now. And now you graduated and you don't really have the job you thought you'd have. And now you have this. Maybe for you, you just spend, 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 spend. And you don't know how to, you know, you don't know how to cut up your credit cards or anything like that. And next thing you know, you got yourself into way, 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 way consumer debt. We have financial coaches here 
who will meet with you confidentially one-on-one and look at fresh eyes at your budget and figure out a plan to help you win with your money. We want to help you do it. And guess what? For some of you, you may have to amputate the Tahoe. You may have to get rid of some things in your life. Like if you financed your dog, you're broke. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, if you got to finance the dog, like there's something wrong. You know what I'm saying? I just feel on the payment. I just want the points. Okay, I get that. But listen, you may need some help. And listen, it hurts to let go of some things in your life now so you can begin to win with your relationship today. So we have people who are here to help you do that. If that's you, take advantage of that. Go to one of our next steps and say, hey, listen, I need to talk to somebody about financial coaching. I want somebody to look at my finance to make sure I'm winning with my money. Here's a second one, relationship baggage. And this is probably a big one for a lot of us. You're in a relationship and it wasn't the best relationship. Maybe you had an abusive boyfriend, maybe a verbally abusive boyfriend. Maybe your boyfriend said, if you love me, you'll, uh, you know, come on, show me you love me. And then he took advantage of you and now you can't have a relationship with another guy because you don't trust them because you always think they're out to get you. And you had no idea this baggage from that relationship you've carried into the next one. Maybe you have a very jealous girlfriend and she's jealous of you because every time you want to go play ball with your friends, maybe you want to do something or whatever. And she's just, she thinks everyone's out to get you. And all because now you've got this, all this warped view that every single girl is going to be jealous. And now you're like, I don't even know, man, if I even want to do with this stuff. And you have no idea it's the baggage. Or you wake up one day and you're 40 years old and wonder why it still affects you. It's baggage that you have an impact in your life. Maybe for you, it's your ex-spouse. And your ex-spouse, you, every time you see your ex-spouse, listen to me. Here's when you know, you, if you look at your ex-spouse or your ex-boyfriend and just your blood begins to boil and your blood pressure gets high and you just can't stand. If you celebrate secretly when your ex-spouse or ex-boyfriend loses or something happens in their life, you have baggage that you haven't dealt with yet. And that will affect every single relationship that you deal with. Since we're in relationship, let's go to a sub point of that that I see a lot of people is the sexual baggage that you carry. See, sex is sticky. It will stick with you and go with you. The Bible says it's not like every other sin. Yes, sin is equal, but there's something about sexual sin that happens in your life. And next thing you know, something happened in your past, there's been sexual sin, and now you wonder you get married and now you can't be intimate with your husband because of how your ex-boyfriend treated you. And now you have intimacy issues and you end up in my office, you're like, I don't know what the problem is. I don't, and you're 30 some years old and you, don't figure, you haven't figured it out yet. And you go, I don't know why she doesn't love me. I just don't know why she doesn't want me. No, she loves you, bro. There's a difference between love and one. Every guy knows that your girl loves you. You just want to be wanted by her. But you don't want him because of what happened in your past. And because of what happened in your past, you can't be intimate with your husband. And you're wondering why it's affecting your relationship. You have baggage and you've not unpacked it. Maybe you're not mature enough to unpack it. Or maybe you just don't know how to do that. Like, how do I fix that? Or maybe for you, you're a guy and you've been addicted to porn. And you think, the re you think if you're going to get married, you're going to fix it, right? If I get married, it's going to fix my porn issue. Well, you don't understand the number one cause for sexual sin in people's life is loneliness. Marriage doesn't fix loneliness. I know a lot of married couples who are lonely. But you look at that porn and you think, hey, when I get married, I can do what I want anytime I want to have sex anytime I want. It's going to be great. Bro, listen, if you figure that out, you better write a book because you're going to become a millionaire. Because <laughs> it don't work that way. And all the men went, amen. It don't work that way. Like, we're going to have sex all the time we want. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm amazed of the wives. I'm amazed of the girls who don't care for their boyfriend or husband look at porn because it's just what they do. It's no big deal. It's not hurting anything. Are you kidding me? It is destroying your relationship. 
and you've not dealt with the sexual baggage that comes in your life. One, because maybe you're embarrassed. Two, you're ashamed. Three, you feel guilty and you just don't know how to deal with it. You don't want them to know about it. You don't want to talk to them about it because you don't want to let them know that's what's affecting you. But you have no idea it's in your baggage and it affects every relationship you get in. This relationship baggage. Here's the third baggage that I see people carrying. It's the family baggage. You have family issues. You know that? We all have family issues. Maybe for you, you had a very verbally abusive father who thought that it's going to be tough love on you and going to be tough on you and speak harsh to you and talk negative to you. Just tough and tough and tough, tough love. They said they're going to be, I'm a hard man and I'm going to teach you to be a man or a girl. And you had this father figure in your life who was very abusive and now you're sitting here and you're 40 years old and you've got daddy issues. You have no idea why. That's real. Maybe you had an absent father. Your father always worked and he wasn't there and you never saw your dad. And so now you just want a man to love you. You just want someone to uh, be attracted. You just want someone to speak at your life. And because your father was always absent, now it affected your relationship. And now you're 30-some years old and you're wondering now you become a father, your dad. And now you're wondering why it's affect your relationship because you've not dealt with the baggage of your past from your father. And you have daddy issues. I see it all the time, especially in girls. Maybe for you, you had a negative mom and your mom was always negative. Negative, negative, negative. I mean, negative about everything. Pessimistic, pessimistic, negative, negative. Like nothing would ever work. I was always, always negative. And now you've inherited that trait because that's all you heard from your mom and you're negative. And now you get married and you're sitting there and your husband's very optimistic or he wants to change the world or something great. And he believes like the glass is always half full and there's the best is yet to come. You're like, no, 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 no. And you're destroying your relationship because you always had a negative mom. Maybe your mom was overbearing. She pushed you to be the best in everything. You better get an A in your class. You better get the scholarship. You better get it higher on your ACT. You better show that you could do this. You better work your tail off. You better, and there's nothing wrong with being the best. There's nothing wrong with doing the very best you can. But all of a sudden, all you've been told your whole life, and all of a sudden, now you're in college, you got anxiety, performance issues, and every time you take a test, you're so anxious. And every time, what's my parents going to say? Am I going to be to get scholarship? What if I lose the money? What if my mom and dad has to come to me? I can't let my mom down. I can't let my mom down. Now you have this, all this relationship issue because this anxiety, all because of performance, because you got to overbear mother in your life and you have not dealt with the baggage folks this stuff is real maybe for you you come from a blended family or a divorced family and you never had a dad in your life you never had a mom in your life I'm here to tell you every single kid on the planet needs a dad and a mom for the well-being of the, the psychological, sociological, sexual, all of it. They need a mom and a dad in their life. Every kid needs a mom and a dad. But you didn't have one. And now you don't know how to be a certain in relationship. You're thinking this is what family's like and this is what family should be like. And now you get married in your relationship. You're like, well, I never had a dad. So I don't know how to act. I never had a mom. I don't know how to act. And next thing you know, you go around and you have this baggage that you haven't unpacked and dealt with yet. Folks, that's real. And it affects you more than you know. It affects you with your coworkers at work and your relationship. It affects you if you're dating. It affects you in your friendship. It affects you in your marriage. And you're wondering, how do I fix this? I don't want to carry this baggage around. I don't want to go around having daddy issues the rest of my life or mom issues. I don't want to be the negative person. I don't want to be the overbearing. I don't want to replicate this into my children that they have to perform for my love. And we don't know how to fix it. And so what we do, he's like, I got this baggage. Yeah, my upbringing wasn't the best. Yeah, my, my parents weren't really the best in some things. Yeah, but you won't deal with it. And here's the reality. It's invisible to everybody else. 
And they're wondering, why do you act that way? Why is your attitude that way? Why are you treating me this way? Here's what happened. Well, it's him. It's her. I married the wrong person. I shouldn't marry this person. This person is just like so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And And you think it's all their fault, but it may be because you haven't unpacked what's behind you. And you want to blame every single body else instead of looking in the mirror, as Pastor Jacob said last week, and unpack what's in your baggage. And what happens is real trauma, real lifetime, real scars in your life, pains and wounds all pile up. And then you begin to shape a worldview or a belief about that circumstance or that situation. Let me give you an example. Little seven-year-old boy at home, dad comes home from work, grabs him a beer or two, gets a little tipsy, gets a little drunk, hits the seven-year-old. No big deal at first. Dad, okay, cool. Comes home the next day, hits the seven-year-old. Because the seven-year-old won't mind. The little boy begins to form a worldview that his dad doesn't love him. He has no idea that his dad's under a substance that's influencing him. That his dad does love him, but his dad won't deal with his own baggage, so his dad drinks. Someone said, do you drink? No, because I don't have the baggage to worry about some of that thing in my life. I'm a teetotal. I stay away. Anything that can control you. And now this little seven-year-old boy raised up going, my dad don't love me, my dad don't love me, my dad don't love me because my dad hit me, because my dad hit me, because my dad hit me. The dad don't even realize that he shaped his mind to this little boy's worldview. And now that that guy becomes a son, becomes a father, or now he's 40 years old or 50 and is wondering why he still had dad issues. Real trauma. He forms a belief that now leads to the action that's going on in his life. And this is the baggage that most people want to talk about. If you hear sermons or you hear things talk about, what they want to talk about is the emotional baggage. You carry emotional baggage into your relationship. You've heard that before, right? Deal with the emotional baggage. Talked about the emotional baggage. But listen to you. The problem is not the emotion. The emotion is just a symptom that there's something there lurking. So you're in a relationship. You're always fearful. You're always worried. you always got anxiety. And you're wondering why it's there. That's just an indication. Whoop, you got something in your baggage you've not dealt with yet. Whatever it may be in your life. For some of you, it's depressed and it's, or, or whatever it may be. Like, why well, I'm always depressed is because there's something back in your, in your baggage here in your, in your past that you haven't dealt with. Sometimes you got to go back before you can move forward. And you carry all this negative emotion into your relationship. You have this guilt and there's shame. It's like, why do I still feel dirty? Why do I still feel shameful of something I did 20 years ago? See, that guilt and that shame is just an indication. Well, there's something in your backpack and you need to get it out. And you need to deal with that junk, but we don't want to deal with it. We're afraid of it. Well, what if? What if someone really finds out? What if they really know? What if, what if, what if, how do I fix this? And you've got all this negative emotions in your life. Maybe for you, it's your greedy. You're so greedy with everything. Well, I've just been taught that way. It's how my family is very, they're hoarders, they're greedy. And I just want to be greedy. Maybe for you, the negative emotion is pride. Because you had the parent, like I said earlier, you had to perform to prove yourself. And so now you've shaped your worldview that I've got to perform to prove myself. I've got to perform to my parents. I better do good in school. Or I've got to perform to my parents or a coach or something. I've got to do good in the court. And that's awesome doing your very best. But if your motive is to make a point that you are that, then that's pride. And now you're sitting here wondering, why I still got to prove myself at work, prove myself to other people around me? Why can't I accept God for who he accepts me for? And you have no idea the negative emotion is rooted something in your past, in your baggage that you have not dealt with yet. So here's the question. How do I fix that? Like, how, how do I deal with it? Like, how do I walk this out? Listen to me. If you're single, and there's nothing wrong with being single. I want you to know that. Nothing wrong whatsoever. If you're single, go read 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Start reading that. And listen to what Paul has to say about it. Just throwing it out there. There's nothing wrong 
with being single. But if you're single, listen to me. One of the greatest things you could do today is just take little by little, unzip your backpack and start pulling out the junk that's back there and start working through it. Because here's what happens. You carry a backpack in your relationship. They bring a backpack in their relationship and you don't know what the problem is. And then one day you're like, how do we unpack this together? One of the greatest things you could do is begin to unpack this backpack where you could get free, work with the baggage. Now listen, I'm not baggage free. I still have some baggage I'm working through. I'm being very transparent. We'll never be perfect. We'll never be sinless until Jesus come to take us home. There will always be things that you'll have to process when it comes up in your life. Where did that come from? How do I process? And I'm going to walk you through what I've done in my own life to be getting rid of some of the baggage that I had to walk through. See, that used to be me. And so I was able to get to the point because, you know what? There's the sexual baggage. God, thank you for dealing with that in my life. God, there's the people-pleasing bag. I was always had to be a codependent on everybody. Well, I didn't know how to try to perform. I want to make everybody happy. I want people to be pleased with me. And I was able to work through that baggage in my life. God, here's the financial baggage. Yeah, I had student loans. I had to work out how to get on a budget. How to start winning with my money. How do you do that? And little by little, God, here's the family baggage. Yeah, I carry some family baggage. Yeah, it's right there. You got to figure out how to process that and work through that in my life. And I was able to fix it to the point and lay this baggage down. Yes, there's a little bit still left. I'm still working through. But aren't we all? And so what do you do and how do you walk through that? Let me give you one illustration and then we'll jump into the how-tos. And just in a few moments, probably some of you are going to go out to eat. And you're going to probably pick a restaurant where there's a waitress or a waiter. And you're going to sit down and, and Sundays are the second busiest days for fast food or restaurants. Saturday being the first, Sunday being the second. And you're going to go and you're going to sit down. You're going to sit, sit there and it's going to be full. And you're going to wait for your table and people all over the place. And you're going to have a waitress. She's going to come by. She's going to get your order and she's not going to fill your tea up just right fast enough. She's going to mess up a little bit. You want a cornbread? She brought you biscuits. You're going to start forming this view about her going, I can't believe, you know, it's packed. Why should she not wait on me fast enough? But what you don't know, she has a backpack on. And in that backpack, because she's a single mother because her husband left her. Her kid was sick this morning, but she couldn't leave because it's the number two best day for her to get her tips. She's making $2 or some change an hour, hoping to depend on tips. But you don't know that. All you care about, she didn't fill up your sweet tea fast enough because you don't see the backpack that she's carrying. And she messed up when she's thinking about her sick kid at home, but her kid is sick, but she can't be there because she's trying to put food on the table because her husband was a deadbeat and left her. But she don't know that. And so you come in and you make the judgment, well, she didn't fill my tip. Well, I'm going to show her I'm not going to tip her. I'm going to leave her a track. Here's a $100 fake track and she's going to open up and say, you thought this was real. Let me tell you something real. Hell's real. And you're going there if you don't repent. I don't know if we really have ever done church discipline, but that would be a reason to do it here. Please don't ever do that to a waitress, ever to a waiter. If you're going to wear a Better Life t-shirt, you're going to call yourself a Christian, then you need to be generous. And be generous to the people who are serving you and wait on you. You have no idea what they carry in their backpack. Or just choose don't go to a restaurant where there's a waitress or a waiter. Because you don't know what's going on. If you don't hear anything I say, and that's just example, if you don't hear anything I say for the rest, if you don't take anything from this, will you please take this from it? As God's children, can we be just a little bit more empathetic when we see people? Because you have no idea what people carry around with them in their backpack. You don't know their pains, their scars, their family situation. You have no idea. All you think about is you, and you can't see past you to see, you know what? This is the person in front of me that has baggage too. Now, I'm going to be a little bit more empathetic. I'm going to be a little bit more caring because I know. I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic. I'm going to believe the best in someone. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I really do believe that the best is yet to come. 
And when you begin to deal with your own baggage in your own life, you become more sensitive to the baggage in other people's lives. So if you came to me right now and you said, Pastor, I got baggage in my life and you, you need to be counseled from it. We're going to do a big old counseling. I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is a big counseling session. How do I deal and unpack the baggage in my life? Hebrews chapter 12 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, look what it says. Let us strip off all the baggage. Let us strip off all the weight that holds us back, that keeps it. Could you imagine running a race with all this baggage? Most of us, that's what we do every day of our life. We got all this baggage. We're trying to run this relationship race and we're trying to run this race and we have all this baggage in our life. So look what it says. Let's strip off all the weight that slows us down, especially the sin. Don't miss that definite article there, the sin. For most of us, it's that one. You know what I'm talking about. I know God's forgiven, but that one, that one was a bad one. That sin that so easily trips us and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. You can't run a race with endurance carrying all this weight and this baggage with you. So how do I unpack the baggage? Really quickly, I want you to take this home, process this yourself, begin to work through it on your own. But if you came down to sit with me, you say, hey, I got some baggage. You need to tell me what your baggage is. How do I work through it? Here's the first thing I want to tell you to do. First thing is just acknowledge that you have baggage. That's a big one for most of you. Just acknowledge it's there. Okay, it's there. It's not my spouse's fault. It's probably this baggage I'm carrying in my life. I got to work dealing with this baggage. I got to stop trying to hide it. Don't hide it. Listen, we all have it. Your pastor has it. I got it on right now. We all have baggage. Don't hide it. It's there. The first thing you got to admit, you know what? Maybe my relationship problems is not them, it's me. Maybe I do need to look in the mirror and see what's behind me and deal with the stuff that's in my past so I can move forward and be everything that God wants me to be. I could be the husband he wants me. I could be the wife that he wants me to be. I need to deal with the baggage. First, just acknowledge I have it. It's there, it's, and I need to do something with it. Here's the second thing that I would tell you to do. You need to take responsibility for it no matter where it came from. No matter where this baggage comes from in life, you need to take responsibility for the baggage. What are you saying, Pastor? Quit being a victim. Quit being a victim mindset and this mentality. If you stay, keep a victim mentality, it's going to destroy all your life. Well, it's my dad's fault. He was just so hard on me. If it wasn't for my dad being shown tough love, if my dad was just there and taught me how to be a man, then I would understand it. It's my mom's fault. She's always negative. She always yelled at my dad. She always slammed the doors. She always yelled at us. She was negative, 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 negative. So it's my mom's fault. It was my teacher's fault, always trying to be a performance. And you better get the good grades. You know better than that. You're the best in the class. You better have this. You better do good on this. And it was all these things that people spoke into my life. And guess what? We want to blame everybody else. It's my ex-spouse's fault. It's my parents' fault. Some of you would get so mad and you say, it's God's fault. And you blame it. And watch this. You have this victim mentality. I want you to hear me. No one can ruin your life but you. No one can ruin your life but you. No one can make you feel anything. It's what you believe in about that person or that situation that makes you feel the emotion in your life. No one can ruin your life but you. So I'm going to choose not to be a victim. I'm going to choose to accept the responsibility. And I know, listen, and maybe for some of you, it was that verbally abuse that you received. Maybe your boyfriend did some things, took advantage of you. It's real stuff. And I'm not making light of it. 
But if we're going to move forward in the relationships around us, we have to take responsibility. Says, I'm no longer going to be a victim and I'm going to get to choose now how I respond to the circumstances in my life. Here's the third one is you need to learn how to unpack the baggage. How do I unzip the baggage and really begin to unpack this? Like, how do I deal with this in my life? For some of you, I'll, let me, I'll jump in that just a second. For some of you right now, you already know what it is. Like you're like, man, I, I picked kind of a bad day to come to church because I just ripped the band-aid off the wound. I just reminded you of that situation with your ex-boyfriend or maybe the ex-spouse or maybe the porn addiction that you just now starting to gain victory from. And maybe the financial baggage that you carry with, whatever it may be in your life, you probably already know what it is. And if it's there in your mind, it may be the Holy Spirit putting his finger, saying you need to deal with this baggage. It may be sexual baggage in your life. I don't know. But I'm sure that something you probably already know what that baggage is. If you don't know what the baggage is, here's what I want to encourage you to do. You start with the emotion that you're feeling. Why do I always get anxious when I'm around them? Why do I always get mad when I think about my parents or my ex-spouse? Why do I always, and you start with the emotion that's there. And then when you figure out what the emotion is, you trace it back to your thought. You only feel what you believe. Feelings follow your thoughts. So now I'm sitting there going, what am I believing about my parents that makes me feel this way? What am I believing about my ex-girlfriend that makes me feel this way? What am I believing about my ex-spouse that makes me feel this way? You see this, you begin to unpack what are you believing about them? Because you only feel what you believe. And then you only act on how you feel. So watch this. If I believe that you love me, I feel that you love me, then I'm going to live towards you like you love me. But if I believe that you're out to get me and you don't like me, I feel that you don't like me. And my, my behavior is going to be different and I'm going to avoid you. That's really what repentance is. I change my mind that changes my heart that changes my actions. I turn my mind toward Christ, my heart towards Christ, and my actions will follow. How do I know if I truly repented of something? I quit doing what I used to do. That's how you know you've truly repented. So you got to change what you believe. You got to, this is the battlefield. You got to change what am I believing about that circumstance? Trauma, real circumstance, real situation. But now I get to choose how to respond to that. What am I going to believe about my parents? What am I going to believe about them? And then how does that change how I feel? And how does it change my actions? See, I love <laughs> in the text here. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, it says, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitude. I didn't get to the point and say, God, what are you believing about this? God, what do you say about this? Yes, that hurt. Yes, that was wrong. Yes, they walked out on me. But how am I going to believe and choose by the Spirit now? How am I going to respond with grace and love because you've covered me with your grace and love? Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, he says, let God transform you into a new person. See, I want to be a new. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not this anymore. How, how, how do I become new? Let me tell you how I begin to become new. I begin to change what I believed about my past, about the trauma, about the circumstance, about the situations. And watch this. He changed the way you're thinking. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, this is the battlefield. This is what the enemy wants. 
You change what you believe, you'll change how you feel. As a man thinks, so he is, the Bible says. So when I start unpacking my past and I'm presenting it to the Lord, God, what do you want to say about this trauma in my life, the baggage in my life? And then listen to him. God, what do you say about this? How should I respond according to your word and your grace and your mercy? Which leads to the next thing that I would encourage you to do. That's to release it. You need to release your baggage and let it go. See, some of you, it's identified you. You can't let it go. Why? Because you hide behind it. Because it makes you feel good about yourself. Because you get to blame everybody else for being a victim. Well, if it wasn't their fault, I wouldn't have this baggage. And so now you keep the baggage around because it makes, you, it makes you feel a little bit more safe because I know I don't want the baggage, but it's there because it still gives me a right to throw an ammunition at you because I really haven't forgiven you yet. You need to release the baggage by releasing the person who's hurt you. And honestly, most of your baggage, can't say all of it, but probably 99.999% of the baggage you carry is because someone that you cared about in your life hurt you and they wronged you and now that scarred you and you haven't forgiven them. You need to learn to release it and forgive them. You know, there's a passage, you may have heard this about Joseph, the coat of many colors. You might know where it's at, but you've heard the play or you've been to the play, Joseph, the coat of many colors. I don't know if you know the story, but Joseph's brothers hated him, threw him into a pit, sold him into slavery, took his coat of many colors, took an animal, put blood on it, took it back to his father and said, the animals killed your son. Knowing good and well, that's not what happened. Joseph goes to Egypt. He's in slavery in Egypt for 13 years. He interprets a dream and God raised him to be vice president of Egypt. A famine breaks out. His brothers have no food. They make their way to Egypt and guess who's standing there? Joseph, but they didn't recognize him. And I want you to watch the emotional drama and the baggage that Joseph dealt with. He would cry, he would get upset, he would leave, he would cry, he would get upset, and you could see the emotional baggage that came from him from his brothers when he saw them who sold him into slavery, but they didn't recognize him. And finally, Joseph took the mask off, took the mascara off, and said, bros, look, it's me, Joseph, your brother. And they were scared because now he has the power to kill them. He's vice president of Egypt. Now, I want you to listen to what Joseph says in Genesis chapter 50. He says, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? I'm not here to kill you, destroy you, or judge you. You intended to harm me. See, when you walked out on me, you intended to harm me. When you hurt me, you intended to harm me. When you took advantage of me, you intended to harm me. When you abused me, you intended to harm me. When you yelled at me, you intended to harm me. But God, for somehow, is going to intend all this to be good. Because here's why. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. See how Joseph spent his belief and his perspective, how he saw it differently? What you meant for evil, God used it for good. My whole family now is saved because of that moment. Paul says in Ephesians 4, get rid of all the bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, and forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You see, here's the reality. You all have sinned it. We all had it. And God held a debt over our head that we could not repay. We can't be good enough. We can't serve enough. We can't pay enough. We can't give enough. We can't be generous enough. God says, you got a debt over your head. You got a debt, you, you have to repay it. And if you don't repay this debt, you're going to hell. 
God, we can't do it. He says, I know. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my son. And if you will put your faith and trust in my son, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to cut your debt and I'm going to let it go. All the things you've done in your past, all the things you've done today, all the things you'll do in your future, I'm going to completely forgive you all your sins. You remember those, all the times you turned your back on me? Remember all those times that you rebelled against me? I'm going to forgive every single sin you've ever done in your entire life or will do. But here's what I'm going to ask. There's going to be people who's going to hurt you and harm you and they're going to owe you a debt. And I want you to cut it and I want you to let it go. As I have forgiven you, you forgive them. And the reason why some of you won't forgive the person who hurt you because if you let go of it, then you think they win. They win and they get away with it. Forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for you to get freed up from the bondage of your baggage so that it don't destroy your relationships with your children, with your parents, with your spouse, with your friends, your co-workers. This is about any relationship that you will be in. And then here's the fifth and the final. I would tell you to trust God to restore you. That God, I'm gonna trust you to restore me. That you're gonna do a work in my life. And little by little, step by step, I'm gonna take the backpack off. I'm gonna let my baggage go. And I'm gonna be completely free. Because when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. And now because of the baggage is gone, I can love my wife the way that she deserves to be loved. I can love my children the way they deserve to be loved. I can love the people around me the way they deserve to be loved. I'm a little bit more empathetic and understanding towards people because I know if God can help me get rid of my baggage, they don't see their baggage. And maybe God wants to use me to help them get rid of their baggage in their life. Trust God to restore you. I love what the psalmist says, Psalm 71. You have allowed me to suffer much hardship. Don't miss that. God didn't cause it. It's not fair for me to go through that divorce. It's not fair for me to suffer the hardship. It's not fair for them to take advantage of me. It's not fair for them to do that to me. It's not fair that my parents walked out of me. It's not fair that they said those negative things towards me. And though you've suffered hardship, we all have. But you will restore me to life again and you will lift me from the depths of the earth God I just want you to restore me make me new folks listen your past nor your baggage defines you but if you don't deal with it it has the potential to destroy you I want to encourage you unpack your bags deal with the baggage so you can be the man and the woman of God that God has called you to be I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. Some of you are hurting this morning. And the band-aid has been ripped off the wound again. And you get to respond to that. I'm going to respond as a victim and say, no, I deserve this. I deserve to be mad. I deserve this and deserve to say, and you can go ahead and do that. Or you can say, well, maybe God brought me here today for me to deal with this baggage. To work through this in my life. Is a 30-minute sermon going to fix it overnight? No. But you do have some tools that you can go home with today. And you say, you know what? Maybe it's not my spouse. 
maybe what the enemy tried to do for evil, God can use this for good. So God, help change my perspective and my mindset and my thoughts towards the trauma so I get to choose my attitude and how I respond going forward. You can do that right now. Maybe for you, the reason why you can't forgive or extend forgiveness is because you've never received forgiveness from God. You know about God, you believe there is a God, but you never surrendered your life to fully trust Him, to forgive you of all your sin and your baggage and the weights that hold you down. You can do that right now. All you need to do is confess to the Lord. The Bible says if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be forgiven. You want to release that baggage? Why don't you just give it to Him? And say, Jesus, I believe. I believe you came for me. I believe you died for me. And I believe you got up out of the grave for me. And as best as I know how, I repent of my sin and put my faith in you. Please forgive me of my sin. Please forgive me of my baggage. And I pray that you'll give me the courage, step by step, slowly, to unpack it, to be restored, to be healed, so I could be the man or the woman of God you've called me to be. Father, we thank you for your word. How relevant it is. God, you know us. We all have baggage. We're still processing it. We're still dealing with it. I just pray, God, that you would surround us with your presence, your love, and your mercy, that no matter what we unveil, what we uncover in that backpack, you will give us the courage to respond and to move, to be made whole and be the person you've always called us to be so that we will win in the relationships around us that you've placed us in. We love you, Jesus. For your name we ask and we pray. Thanks for joining us at Better Life Church. If you'd love to discover more about how you can take your next step with Christ, we'd love for you to visit betterlife.church slash next steps. There you will find help and resources for whatever step God has for you. If you enjoyed this message, we'd love for you to subscribe and be part of our community. You can also join us live on Sundays or find more resources at betterlife.church. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time.